Hello, everybody. Sunday. Hello. It's so good to see you all. I feel like I haven't seen you for ages. No. It's always so nice. And I thought we should just go straight into our introductions with actress, singer and voiceover artist Jennifer Siang. We've got actress and writer Donna Preston. We've got presenter and actress Sarah Jane Honeywell. We've got filmmaker and love, as he loves to call, call people, oh, you're <laughs> and director Leon Lopez. And we've got actor and singer Adrian Hansel. We have had so much comeback off of last week. And the first thing that I want to talk about to dive straight into, we started the show very heavily with Diane Abbott last week. And uh, we've had quite a lot of comeback uh, because we didn't know what, whether that was racist or not. Um, there's a whole... Um, there's a whole thing that's dedicated to her called Diane is Diane Abbott is a C dot com online. What? Yes, and I'm just gonna read out one of them. It's quite it's quite a lot, but get ready to listen. So my god, Diane Abbott, what the F were you smoking last night? Top grade hash wrapped in a banana skin? According what? to this C of a jungle bunny speaking of C this morning. If oh, Labour got into power, not an effing hope in hell, they would recruit. They would recruit. They would recruit ten thousand police officers at a cost of three hundred thousand over four years. Are you effing serious? What are you going to pay them with? Oh, I forgot. You'll be paying them with your staple diet, monkey nuts. What? Where are you getting this from? I know, but this is what I mean. So, and, and it goes on and on and got on. What the hell? Shouldn't somebody get arrested for that? Well, exactly. um, is this actually what's it on? Uh, it's online. It's um, I don't even want to give them the yeah no. Diane Abbott is a CU. Anyway, so and it's just loads of things like that. Is this like a Twitter account or something? Yeah, this is just literally a website that somebody set up. Website. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Um, I I thought I thought that type of language online was illegal. Now, this I don't know if big. I'm incorrect, it should well, be. To be honest, I think that's a tough one because I do believe that if we do censor, it's not the fact that I think that stuff's right, but I don't think it's right censoring things like that. I think it should be allowed to be there, but then it should be called out when it is and people should go there and call it out because I feel like I think it's healthy. It's like when I'm on Facebook and I see somebody who's like a Trump supporter or somebody who supports something that I don't, I wouldn't like to delete them. I'd like to keep it because I think it's healthy to have a balanced view that not everyone thinks like us. Whereas I think we're in a danger, this whole cancel culture. If we cancel everything, then we're never going to see what, because it just goes underground. So again, I don't think it's right, but I think we should have it there and we should go there and bloody call these people out on it. Yeah, that's true. I, but I do think there's a huge difference... I think there's a huge difference in, um, you know, thinking differently to someone, having different opinions, and then something that Ashley just read out is yeah. on a whole different level. Like, yeah. what, but that's not that's not discussion. That's not oh, I, I think slightly different to you. That's just out and out right nastiness, vile, everything. Racist. Racist. Yes. I don't. Yeah, just really. And, and I think we've on this, we've kind of gone for the microaggression types of racism. We haven't spoken about the complete overt racism. Mm. That's there still. And I think, go on. I think we need to sort out the little bits as well of what we're trying to do. Not little bits, but of the everyday stuff that people have to go through on the streets on a daily. But those huge things are there online for kids to read, uh, for teenagers who are impressionable. You know, we talk about uh, uh, is, is Islam 
radicalizing them, but but the far right are also radicalizing people. Mm -hmm. So we need to kind of voice these things for us to read them out to go. Actually, that man who was on tour, you know, who's a bit more political than us, who's reading and going, and then he's seeing stuff like that's the only black guy on tour. He's seeing stuff like sent to his WhatsApp group, and he's reading that. He's going to feel vulnerable. Mm. So that was just for us to sort of look at what we spoke about last week and we were a bit unclear about what's going on in the yeah. world. Yeah. I think you really see it on the bigger side, like uh, there was somebody made a comment actually under on one of the groups that I posted the talk on and they were like, you know, we have to be careful of things going too far. Let's deal with the bigger stuff. Now I think when you see something like that, like there is a website dedicated to it and you see how big it is and then someone takes a small percentage of that and thinks, oh, we can post this because it's small. Underneath it all, it's the bigger stuff that's allowed that to happen. Do you see what I mean? So I think now, because yeah. with the Diane Abbott thing, when looking back, I thought, oh, it's like the first week when we saw the baby is the in the Pepsi bottle. At first, I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. Then I saw the picture and I thought there was a lot. With the Diane Abbott thing, it was the other side. I thought the sound of it made me think, wow, this is really racist. And then I thought, oh, maybe it is a bit of banter. But now hearing what you've said and the bigger scope of it all, I think actually, no, there's a bigger underlying racist element to it all. Yeah. So now I do think the pic it's so tough, this whole yeah, thing. But, but if that was a footballer, if that was a footballer and people had said that to a footballer, then they are now quite rightly so, starting to prosecute fans. And that person should be should at least have a word with. But well, uh, Sarah Jane, I really agree with you. It's um, JLS, Aston from JLS this week, um, quite rightly up in arms, brand newborn baby, and somebody from an account who was being followed by one person and he was following one person wrote under his baby's picture, little nigglet. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand. Why isn't there any security on this? Because th that, that, you know, these little tiny comments could could potentially fucking kill someone. You yeah. know, well, they we're do very, very delicate in 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 the public eye. Mm -hmm. um, celebrities, politicians, everyone. We're so delicate, and these tiny little comments can really, really fuck you in the arsehole mm. and it's horrific why isn't there any security i mean we looked you know last year is a great example caroline flack took her own life because the fucking press bombarded the shit out of and her normal and people know it's just press yeah exactly and it's just like what is happening where is the where is the support? Where's the security to save people's lives? You know, mm. it's just all it's just all another another level. I think there is a movement for that. I mean, it just so I'm in Fabulous magazine today talking about cancel culture, but I think this is even something greater than that. I think racism online or and like I say, in football clubs or anywhere, shouldn't be tolerated. And you're right, people do kill themselves for that sort of thing. And I just, you know, that's online for all to see. So they can trace who's done that. Somebody needs to have a word. Just like now, I think a teenage boy has been in trouble for being racist to a footballer. And yes, he should be. Yes, he absolutely should be in trouble for that because it's not acceptable behaviour. Yeah. I think this is, that's so... So right, everything you've said. Um, online, there seems to there have been instances where people who have been really racist have then been. It's been arranged for them to meet their victim, and they sit with each other 
And nine times out of ten, the person who's been racist will sit there and go, I don't know why I said it, I was just angry, it was Brexit at the time, and I didn't know where the country was, and I just saw you and I just took it out on you. So sometimes these people are just in a bad time in their lives, they're angry, they'd never say it to somebody's face, but how do we... How do we kind of get this out to in generations to come? We're still not because kids can be cruel, you know. I remember I, I was sat on a bus once and uh, there was this boy, young group of young white kids having a great time, and and he was said he went, "Oh look, look, look! There's so and so, the effing monkey," and I was like, "Oh!" And they were thirteen, fourteen. So if you think that was ten years ago, they're now in their twenties. You know I mean, they're out living with. Hopefully their views would have changed, but how do it's education, isn't it? As we always It is, know. but actually I think yeah. you've just summed it up then in a not summed it up, but you've just pointed something really big out. When that guy or whoever it was turned around and said Brexit was happening at the time. Yeah, now, yeah. what is, you can't be like, Brexit is in Brexit. It's the movement behind Brexit. You've got all of these politicians, you've got all of these media outlets, whether the left or right, and they're using these things. The same as what we've got now with, sorry to go off there, but, you know, and I'm going to try and hold it back a bit, but the whole corona thing and how the governments are using that in their favour to push through things. Now, the thing with something like Brexit is, those people who are out there campaigning for Brexit are using hate, hate in a way to push through legislation to push through an agenda that they want but what they do indirectly is implant this hate into the population on a base level so therefore it's not a necessarily a racist thing these people are doing it because they don't care about the people on the ground level and it comes back to every single thing that I've said in every single talk that we've had beforehand by keeping us hating each other for whatever reason means that we can't unite as people and look at the crap that's going on behind us. So what is the easiest way to turn people against each other? Picking the most basic form, the way you look. So if it's it's either your colour, it's either, you know, it's not even about black and white. Now we've got this whole thing with, and I, I didn't want to go into it because obviously I don't know much about it, but, you know, we've got the whole stuff going on with, like, the Jewish community because black people turn against, or not all black people, but people turn against the Jewish community. Before that, we had the Muslim Muslim. We've got it now with the whole corona thing. It's like you can see the media push to turn us against Muslim communities by saying that these cities with high level of, you know, Muslim and BAME communities who aren't abiding by the corona rules. So you go online and you go, oh, these people are, and there's a hate campaign. They're using it. We're being manipulated and played by people on a higher level to turn us against each other, and we can't allow it to happen. Well, well, I think. It's a very, yeah, I, I I was at the pub last night. I hope you can't see that. But <laughs> some of the conversations were, you know, uh, we've got, where I live is the Gold, um, Gold Rock Road, Portobello. Uh, there's been, there's a big sort of streets that are very heavily um, Muslim populated or Arabic, I should I say. And... Uh, the last night, I'm sorry, you walked down there. You None of them are social distancing. None of them have got their masks on. I've had to tell them to move back away from it. And you're like, right. That is now stemmed because when the government say things like what Leon said, you know, they're not respecting social distancing. This is what, it's their fault. So it is a blame game now because people are frustrated. Oh, their mental health on lockdown is quite unbelievable, I think. Um, yeah. If you think 
like this week, I said we didn't want to get into the Wiley stuff because it's huge. Um, it's terrible what he said. Uh, uh, going to the Guardian, which was quite strange, they put a picture of they confused him with Kano. Yeah. They were talking about Wiley. They put a picture of Kano on. The, I mean, that's had to have gone through quite a lot of people to get to a front, yeah, to a front page. I'm assuming. I don't know. I don't work. I'm not a journalist. But what is that? What is this kind of like blanket thing with black people that a lot of people, I, I have to say, sometimes I have gone with, say, Samantha Janice. Actually, I haven't because I really love Samantha Janice and I know exactly who she is. But like some, there's some person like that. And you can get a, a blonde person confused with another blonde person. You can. But, it's, but, but if it's your job to work in a national newspaper, yeah. surely you will check. Just double yeah. check. You yeah. don't know yourself. Just double check. That's they it. Have, Done. They've but got that huge much, like responsibility to get those things right. That they shouldn't be getting them wrong. It should be impossible for them to get them wrong. And I think they have a lot to answer for, but they're not answering for it. You know, they get away exactly with what you're saying. Another one springs to mind. Was it um, Stormzy and footballer? I don't know footballer. Yeah, I saw that. I can't remember his name, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. They do it all the time. What was yeah. you going to say? And, and they clearly they Sorry. have a lot to answer for because it's like they get to pick whoever they want and put them on a pedestal or tear them down or, you know, big them up in a way that people respect or disrespect. And th like you said, they're holding so much power. They need to be held accountable, don't they? Mm. It's very odd. This happened with uh, one of my mates the other day, Dame Baptiste. There was an article from a really big channel and he got, they mixed him up with Richard Blackwood. Oh, I saw that one as well. I was like, what the chuff's going on? <laughs> it's just bizarre, isn't it? Well, you think now are they doing it on purpose? You know, yeah. you think they're the... doing it on purpose? Why no. would they do uh, that? Just to incite hate. You know, for I know for a fact. As a media outlet, if I'm going to do something and I want to get people to tune in, what I do is I do some... So then, the because it doesn't matter if people are coming to your publication with negativity, it's the fact that they're getting the clicks because all they care about is the advertising revenue. So the more clicks they get on that page, you know, you can't write an article about somebody, like a black person, being anti-Semitic or dealing issues of race and then actually have something that is racist... Within it, it's like you've got oh, racism okay. within racism within racism. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Don't be fooled. They're fucking out together. The cunt. They're a bit stupid, and they do what they want, and they don't really care about it. And if we get some like more clicks in the meantime, then yeah, they're happy. Well, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, what we, we talk about that, but then. What about on an everyday level, as we love to talk about on here, uh, in the workplace, and uh, we, won't, we won't dwell on it, but obviously we had uh, Rachel Adedeji, um at Hollyoaks where she'd released her statement on Black Lives Matter after they'd said they were going to do a podcast. And her one of her things were that the makeup ladies had said, don't put all the black girls in the same wigs because we won't be able to tell them apart. Now, yeah. now, when stuff like that's being said, in a workplace, 
and you've got to, I've always said correct me if I'm wrong guys I've always said that I think for black guys a lot of the time on the streets is a more issues arise but I, Jen can you correct me I think for black women it's in the workplace they 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 face more problems uh, am I wrong or am I right in saying that I think that's definitely fair I mean I personally haven't come across a situation like that and had I done, I think I would have been outraged and I would be calling them out straight up. For me, it's almost been the opposite. There is no conversation. Mm. There's no, and, and, and often I just take that as red, like, okay, that's just how it's gonna be. You know, my first, most of my telly jobs, I rock up with my base, my makeup base, because I know that's gonna be the right color for me. And then, mm. you know, I go from there and I, because I've rocked up and they haven't had the right colour, I've gone for my, um, you know, my makeup test or whatever and it's not been right, so I go with my own. And yeah, it's just, it's not, it just isn't a conversation. Someone's asked me recently, like, about my experience sort of in theatre and, like, what they would do with my hair and what I got taught at college about that sort of stuff and there, there just weren't any conversations. It's just, like, overlooked. It's just not a thing. They just... Either you're tarred with the same brush as everyone else and then expect that you'll just use the same, you know, have the same colours or whatever that we've got in our palette. And if we haven't got it, then... Yeah. Well, let's think all... further. Yeah, exactly that. It can be awkward because also, you know, when you are put in that situation or, you know, you are going in for your makeup test or your wig test and then maybe you're the only person call it in the show, which I think more often than not, mm. um, and then it's the it's the awkwardness of everyone kind of running around, kind of going, oh, oh, oh well, oh dear, well, it, this isn't going to work, is it? And like everyone's kind of laughing it off, but you're kind of like sat there, kind of kind of going <laughs> as well, but just feeling yeah. like the world's like swallowing you up. And then kind of well, maybe if we just like make make this work, or well, and no one knows, and you yeah. can't help them, and they can't help you. And obviously, I'm a boy, so I've not got like makeup at home and stuff to be able to do, you know, Jen, what you did. Mm. And then it's just so awkward and you I feel sorry for them they feel sorry for me we all feel sorry for each other no one knows what to say just because there wasn't a conversation maybe <clears throat> two weeks before yeah. production started but they have but they have talked about everything else lighting music choreography <laughs> um, makeup wigs, yeah but maybe not makeup and wigs if there's a person of color or you know whatever yeah and the other side awkward yeah. situation when everybody they but when they do say as well in shows, like I want to go back to the Hollyoaks point because I think it's not fair, not comment, not it. But go into the show thing first is when you're in a show and they go, oh, don't worry because we have a black hair specialist. I'm quite, I, I, not even past that's the wrong word, but I'm quite. When it comes to makeup, a darker skin tone for a white person tends to kind of. I'm more kind of yellow toned. That's unless it's like obviously summertime when I absorb the sun more. But like my hair is undeniably black and it's like, and again, it's like they go, you've got a black hair specialist coming in to do it. You know, we want to do this. So you turn up at the black hair specialist and it's not, it's the wig designer that we all know that does all the shows. And then he's brought somebody in and they've gone, oh no, no, I'm not specialist on black hair. It's like, well, why haven't you, you told me that you had, you lied to me. Do you know what? There's no excuse for that. And I'm talking, you know, it's been a few years since I've done a show. There's no excuse now not to bring somebody in. And it's like the thing, what you said, Jen, you know, you haven't really had much a problem with that. But a lot of the time, we all know, even me being mixed race, you kind of tend to be the only person of colour, maybe one of two. 
in so, most shows unless you're doing like the color sorry, purple. I should say like it is a problem. I've not been ex- been faced with like an altercation necessarily or like you know the problem is that there's no conversation about it. The way I counteract it is I go prepared. I'm not the makeup artist. Yeah. Why isn't the makeup artist prepared? And that's what's missing, isn't it? Yeah. Like you said, Adrian, they're prepared for absolutely everything else apart from the black people. Yeah. Well, let's take it over to uh, Donna and Sarah. Uh, Sarah, Sarah Jane, what, so you're, do you ever have experiences like that when you go into makeup? Well, not with the, obviously not with the colour, but just more that um, I, I am a bit of a tomboy, so I don't necessarily want to look like um, the makeup ladies make everybody look, but that's a different issue, I think. So, you know, they'll do me and they'll put on eyeliner in a strange way and they'll put lipstick on, I hate lipstick, and then they'll curl my hair and make it look really neat so I look like a complete weirdo. But that's a completely different thing. So I do go prepared. Like I have, I do it myself. And then if they try and like neaten up my hair so that I look like that. Also, if you're saying that they try and make you up and you feel like you end up looking like everybody else and mostly everybody else on paper is similar to you. Well, then yeah, that was they're definitely point. not going to be so, prepared for so anyone else. So one of my points was they're usually white women and they're usually are all beautiful and lovely, but you know, they, they take on that trend of makeup at that time and that trend of hair at that time, which is always a white person's trend. It's never, it's never any other. I have, I have never been made up by a black lady ever. And isn't that a good point? So I've never had that experience where I go, Oh gosh, like, um, are you going to be able to take my makeup? Yeah, is this going to be the same? Well, she know what to do. And sometimes I'll see a woman that's like really heavily made up and I think, oh no, she's going to make me look like her and that look just doesn't suit me. So I can't imagine what you go through. And I should say as well, like I've had some incredible makeup ladies on trailers and stuff. Incredible. White. I've had an Asian lady. Amazing. It's got, it's not even really about them specifically, but you have one experience and then you just end up tarring the rest of them because yeah. you know that you are the abnormal walking into whatever set. Yeah, and let's face it, your face is on camera. So it's not anybody else. You don't look at a show, you never watch a show and say, the makeup lady, the producer and the director did that person's makeup wrong. You look at the show and go, why she made herself look like that? Because I'm yeah. always a bit weird about fake tan because... It, I'm so pale that it really, I might as well have this t-shirt on when I wear fake tan. Mm. And they put fake tan on me and I think, but I'm the person on screen and people will judge me on looking extremely orange and they're going to judge me on how I look. And and I think, sorry, Leon, because you're a director, but you're also an actor, so you understand. I think directors and producers and the makeup lady, they never, they never take responsibility for the fact that whoever sees you on screen judges you. They mm. judge you for how you look, for how you've acted, for how you've said something. They, even me as a performer, never watches someone and goes, "Why, why did the makeup lady do her makeup like that?" We go, "Why did she look like that?" Yeah, yeah I do. and I think that might be because of my experiences as well. Like, even watching stuff, maybe this is a bit off topic. I don't know, and seeing a black person on screen. And seeing it lit poorly, actually, Leon, you mentioned this before, and that yeah. happens all the time. Like, what were they doing? What were they thinking? Oh, hang on, they weren't thinking. You know. But what we have to say is that's what, and then you can get into a position because if there's a black person, then who then kicks off, 
about their makeup. <laughs> Not let not kick off. Just makes a comment on it, even mm. just even because yeah. oh, yeah. a comment can be just seen as kicking off. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you're not like on a long, if you're not long long term on the job, like it's not really worth my while to go filming for three days or two days and and kick off or I'll make a comment other than you know I can get something sorted by bringing my own base and then I can look because you've been labelled as trouble. That's why. Well, you, it's very quickly, you're very quickly told, because I, as, as we all probably know by now, I do, I don't kick off, but I'll just say, oh, I'm really sorry, I'm a bit disappointed about that, because you said that, and then you've not done it, so I feel like you've lied to me. This happened in a job not so long ago, and they said, you're being aggressive. Well, they lied to me, but, and they had lied, and I just said, it, I, it feels like you're lying to me. So, goodness only knows what, Jennifer, you would go through if you happened to say, that colour's not right for me. They might go, oh, and you promised me that you'd get that the right colour for me and you haven't, so I feel really disappointed. Oh, you're being aggressive. And so you're they, like, I want to stick it up myself. Yeah, but I'm actually quite pleased. Back to what with. you're saying about Rachel in Hollyoaks. Yeah. She yes, she couldn't stick up for herself. Yeah, Maybe it's opposite you're in it for a long term, so you can't kick up a fuss if you're going to be the problem child, you know, or... See, I think, like, going to the Rachel thing, it's a bit tough for me. I work there, and I work there as a director. I've worked there as an actor. Also, I'm from the city where it's filmed. Like, you know, it's not filmed in Chester. It's filmed in Liverpool. And I've, like, that's kind of kicked off my career, that place. And it's like, again, there's, it's not a defence thing. It's not anything. It's just that that whole situation of that place is a law to itself. You have to be there to understand the situation. Now, Rachel was there for years. Rachel's... Is she still on screen? No. Okay, so everybody knows. But she's left, and she'd also left when she'd made the comment. And I'm friends with Rachel. I love it a bit. And I've got no doubt in my mind that the comment did get made. No doubt. I don't know who made it. I don't know what comments go on in the workplace all the time. And it's like she come out to the place, the movement was happening, and she felt it was right to say it. I know it's caused a big, massive stink all over the place. It's like... <sighs> When you just said, for example, Sarah, they do, like when they do your makeup and you're worried about the fact that, you know, and then they'll make you look like everybody else. Why is it okay for a white girl in a show to look like everybody else, but you want the black girls all to look completely different? I know why. It's because you've only got two or three black girls. And in your mind, you think, oh, that, and I know the comments was probably throw away. It wasn't like that. It's like, oh, we meant maybe the hair. We meant it's because of this, but it's highly offensive. And it's highly offensive in the workplace. That type of language needs to be, but I know from working there, there are, they do have, um, even when I was there before Black Lives Matter uh, was like kicked off in the last time it all happened. There was um, this thing that they call, uh, and it's about how your interaction with people in the workplace. And it was, it, you know, talks about race. Bias, talks about unconscious bias. Unconscious bias trade and had all of that there. And everybody had to go and, have, and you sit there. But that is not good enough. That type of training does not work because all you want to do is they say, do you know this is wrong? Yeah, I know it's wrong. When you're in a city like Liverpool, which is based around banter, like you can't walk down the streets in Liverpool without somebody saying something to you, being hell. There are parts of the city which are extremely racist extremely racist like if you watch the anthony walker i was gonna say documentary but the drama of uh, the jimmy mcgovern thing liverpool has got systematic racism through it but it's not the whole city isn't racism racist in the same way that you know liverpool won capital culture off the back of that it's actually one of the most diverse cities in the whole of the country 
Liverpool. The diversity of Liverpool generally is in one postcode, which is Liverpool Lake, which is where I'm from. You know, there was a whole thing about Liverpool at the time when the capital of culture was happening and the slogan was the world in one city. And a lot of the people in Liverpool got together and was like, actually, no, it should be relabeled the world in one postcode. The Chinese community, the Muslim community, the black community are all based in Liverpool Lake and Toxteth. And at the time, there was a big, massive push for gentrification where they were moving people out of their homes and saying, we'll move you to nicer estates in all of these different parts of Liverpool on the outskirts to get rid because Liverpool late is so close to the city centre. And they tried to rename it as City Centre South and get rid of the banner of Toxteth because of the links to the riot. It's all political. It's all political. But then if you move as a black family, like where Anthony Walker lived, it's, there's lots of racism within... When I was watching it, I didn't know where... Anthony Walker now, aren't they? Sorry, I don't know. I've moved over. And so, but it's kind of like, if you watch that, you kind of get an idea of... Because you've got the racist side of Liverpool, but then you've got the non-racist side, but then you've got the place where banter meets in the middle. And it's like, it's the, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about within this. It's like, well, what, when is banter not okay? When has banter gone too far? Do you know what I mean? It's like, the, we've got to train ourselves to go, you know what, some things that we considered as banter in the past were offensive then, but now that we know it's offensive, we need to stamp it out. So a comment like that of kind of, oh, they're all going to look the same. You've got to think about it before you say it and go, is that, it's banter, but is it offensive? Oh shit, yeah, that's offensive. And I think that's what the problem is. Yeah, right. agreed. It was a bit like last week we were saying, should we just joke about something else? We didn't understand why, but we do understand why, because there's a much bigger issue particularly with Diane Abbott, there's a bloody website. Like, that person that sent that message, mm. I I bet they don't know that. It's probably sent much more innocently. Well, I think maybe they do. And, and, you know, what you were saying about, like, bubbles kind of being in your own social media bubble on Facebook and only having like-minded people in that space with you means that you're... It's just like a melting pot of the same ideas. Yeah. And so maybe that person that sent that message felt like that was another sort of bubble. We would all be like-minded. We would all be... Hmm. Yeah. Not saying what, it's okay. What's your take on this, Donna? Because we've, we've lost you a bit. As in the, the, the makeup sitch or this... Just, just, yeah, just a summary of, like, basically the makeup, <laughs> what goes on, and, like, just... Because obviously yeah. it's so different for you. Uh, yeah, well, I, in terms of the makeup situation, I find it absolutely baffling why you aren't trained to do every skin colour. So I have a comedy partner, um, and she's uh, her heritage is, heritage is West Indies. So we did a project um, last year, and, oh, my goodness, so... Verona got her makeup done first. I was um, just coming off another job. And I said, how's the makeup artist? She was like, um, I'm not sure. And I was like, bloody hell, it's gone tits up. <laughs> anyway, saw Verona. I said, what, what the chuck has she done? She was grey. Grey. Yes. But Verona was like, no, 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 it's okay. It's, it's okay, I'll sort it. I was like, no, no, no. This is, this is not right. You can't go on screen like that. So I kicked off because I was like, Verona's, and especially because it was our own baby, we'd written a, a BBC comedy. And I was like, this is our baby. We need to look fierce as chuff on this, you know. And you can't go, go on there. Anyway, long story short, um, 
you know, she'd had, she said about what makeup she uses, X, Y, Z, and then it was all fine. But it was really weird. I was like, how can you not see, mm. as a makeup artist, that her face is grey? Yeah. I was like, I saw Verona, I was like, this is nonsense. Anyway, going back to me, I, I, I am very like, if I don't like, because you, you have to go on screen feeling comfortable. You're yeah. very vulnerable anyway. And to, to look like a bag of shit going on screen, you, you fucked it all up, you know what I mean? So you have to go on screen feeling comfortable. So if, if, if a makeup artist for me, if, if they do something really weird, I'm like, that's weird, babe. I look awful. Can you, can you, can you sort it out? And, you know, it, it is a bit weird, but I, I, you, I'm, I'm not going to pussyfoot around it. Like, it's, it's me on screen that's going to look like a tit. Yeah. So, and half, nine times out of ten, I'll go in the toilet, babe, and, and redo it myself. However, I'm very lucky now. I have my own makeup artist that comes everywhere with me. By the way, it's called James. He's on Glow Up BBC. <laughs> not watched it. I love that show! Yes! <laughs> James is my makeup artist, and I absolutely love him. And he's doing amazing, and yeah. Um, but in terms of makeup, that that's that. But I do have a problem with um, uh, costume. So I panic because I'm plus size, um, and they never get it right. Um, and I always go into set, um, and it's too small for me. And... It's it's a huge problem because I feel uncomfortable, you know, I'm, and they're like, well, you're going to have to wear it, Donna. I'm like, how can I wear that when half my bloody belly's hanging out and I've got fucking six tyres coming out? I'm like, this is... Then you go on screen again feeling uncomfortable. It's just really weird. But, again, I'm lucky because I have got a costume designer. So it's, it's really weird. Like, like, you know, in this industry, you work with loads of people and you kind of, like... You, you you also go, why are these people always working with the same people? Can yeah. they not give us a chance? However, I always used to say that, but now I know these people who are incredibly talented, who know my face, who know my body, inside probably better than I do myself, I'm going to stick with my team, mm. you know? And, and, and that's it, like, yeah. and yeah. Anyway, that's what that I have to that, say. You know, you've written a, uh, you've written a show. I assume you're the two leads in the show. Yeah. We've read the script. We know what's what. We know who's coming to sit in my makeup chair. Yeah. And you haven't even at that point prepped yourself to yeah. get the right colour shade. It's yeah. unbelievable. I mean. It was, it was, it was shocking. You have been as that makeup artist. We're like, oh fuck, this isn't match. But I'm just going to keep going. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like, again, you must feel so uncomfortable that you've just gone ahead and done it, rather than just being like, I am so sorry. Well, I think, I think Donna brings up an interesting... I think Donna brings up an interesting point, is that we're not all generic. We're, none of us are generic, you know? Um, so Donna has a problem with clothes. I do, because I'm really, really short. Um, and also, they get everything that's, like, massive for me, or they get kids' clothes and really laugh about it. So I think... When you, when you look at, <laughs> that's all right, I don't care. I really don't care. But, um, but yeah, I think the main thing is that, especially when you're going on screen, is that we're not all generic. And, and perhaps that should be looked at. I mean, this is obviously 
this whole program is 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 more about the kind of black experience which donna and i really can't understand what it's like it's not though this is I about all of us this it's is not like, but i suppose my point is is that on we don't have that thing of which Jennifer beautifully said, I think it was not last time, but the time before, where it's not just feeling like you're not generic, it's all the other stuff. It's not having representation on TV in the first place. And so I think it's actually, as much as Donna and I go, oh, for fuck's sake, not again. I've got an 11-year-old boy's jeans on again, and Donna's going, oh my God, what have they got for me here? We don't have that added thing of thinking, not only am I not represented on uh in the media but i'm also not thought about as well and i think yeah and i think that probably must compound it and be make it so much more hurtful to say i think you're right sarah and and adrian when when it when it happens than it is for us because because there's a lot more there's a lot more hurt in in the first place i think what's really important there before even the hurt is that the reason these people aren't prepped for making up the black girls and guys is because they're not coming across them regularly either. So actually it's just that it's much bigger problem, obviously, as we know, I think, sat here having this conversation, the representation isn't there. Therefore they're not seeing those people in their makeup chairs to have to have the conversation times over and therefore rectify rectify it. it It's not an excuse. Sorry, go on. Sorry, I was just gonna say, just going back on what I said earlier, all makeup artists should be changed and trained for every skin colour. Yeah, you're right. Like costume designers, they should all be trained for every body size. And not that Donna, what everyone's saying, now and now, being behind the screen a lot more from every level, from a tiny little five pound production to, you know, whatever makeup artist I've worked with asks, oh, can you send me a picture of the actors, please? They say, anybody who's doing an event, can you send me the measurements? Usually the design team, every job I've ever been on as an actor, they get my measurements. I either go in for a fitting, or if I haven't gone in for a fitting, they've got my measurements, they ask me where I shop, they've asked me all these details. The makeup artist, when I've sat in a chair, every time they go, what colour base do you normally use? A good makeup, but what happens is, not everybody's like that, and that's part of the training, but also, you should know, and if you don't know, you should, whatever department you're in, ask, who's the actor playing this? Can I see a picture of them? And if you haven't got a picture, go on effing Google, because I can Google people who are, and then you find out, you get something within that territory that's going to fit. And also, I think the reason why, you know, as you said, Donna, with your uh, acting partner, when she's got in the chair, it's going back to the Nash thing. Obviously, the makeup artist has felt too uncomfortable to be able to ask. Yeah. So she's gone. Oh, she's either too uncomfortable or she's really not even ignorant. She's she's too cocky to go. Oh, well, I just know I can do whatever I do. And I feel like it's probably more the uncomfortable thing. And she's felt, oh, I can't ask that because is that because of the world that we're in, the whole fear that we've got with each other is we don't want to come across as being racist. And by not coming across as being racist, in turn, it makes it seem as if you are racist. But it's so weird because in any other sort of um, any anything else, us as actors or whatever, if we don't know something, we go, "Oh, sorry, director, uh, I don't understand this." Like we question it. Hmm. Like question. what the fuck? It's just so weird. Like why would you just carry on doing your makeup? And then, another oh, like Lord. massive issues. If you look at the skincare industry, the makeup industry, like there's so many brands that I will walk to, walk into and try and find 
a foundation or whatever in my colour and it just doesn't exist. Wow. Like massive, what, so massive, now massive. it doesn't exist, Jennifer? Yeah. Really? Like recently, yeah. I mean, okay. so many. And I just, like you do with your team, I stick with my couple mm. of brands that I know that are going to, you know, match my skin tone and stuff. But Our like, brands are good, Jen. Say something now, because we've got no... But it'd be nice for people, if they are listening, to go, oh, is there anything uh, you could recommend for darker skin tone? I mean, I am not the one for this, but... I st stuck with Mac forever because I just knew I could walk in there, I could get any which shade I wanted, and it was never, ever, ever going to be a problem. So, aside from thinking about what the actual thing was that I was putting on my face, I just knew it was going to match. So for me, they they were number one. I'd have my white mates going, "Oh gosh, Matt, oh it's a bit heavy, it's a bit whatever." But for me, it was just like, okay, "Well, I'm going to make this work because <laughs> at least it's the right color." I use Fenty now. Say that again. Fenty, which is Rihanna's brand. Ah, okay. And Bobby Brown, basically. And I stick with those. But I mean, there are m many more than that now, but. There are. But particularly the high street brands and stuff that's like, you know, you can't walk into boots generally and stuff that they have on their shelves pick up the right shade. You have to go to like the specialist. You've got to spend like your 20, 30 quid on your foundation or whatever as, as a. That's my excuse for the makeup artist because I don't understand what else it could be. Well, but you have to go a little bit outside the box to yeah. maybe find these things. I feel like I want to say I've actually worked with really, really good makeup artists. I've yeah. been really like that. As have I. I'm not good. Yeah, I'm, yeah, we have, but there are brilliant makeup artists, but there are some that just don't quite get it right. What stuck out to me from this conversation is that Sarah Jane, when you said about you've turned around and you've had a go. And they've said, oh, you're being aggressive, which has made, made me feel a little bit better because when, when somebody says to a black guy that you're being aggressive, there's a whole lot of connotations that come along with that. And it can get really, really blown up. Donna, as well with you, uh, you're saying about, you know, you've now got your own makeup artist that goes everywhere with you and you've worked really, really hard for that. That is a great privilege. I did, I did, I, I know I probably came across like, no, 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 you never. I would do it too. For no, I, don't would. Blame you. I don't blame you at all, but that is a great privilege. Oh and my I goodness. I'm so, I am honestly, I'm so grateful for, yeah. for him. He's, he's, he's so full out. And yeah, I man. always, I love to look like a drag queen. So he's perfect, you know. Does yeah. your sitcom part? Can I just can I just go back on just the makeup thing? What you just said, Jennifer. Sure. I don't know if anyone follows Nikki tutorials on Instagram, but she recently did a tutorial with um, using uh, black uh, skincare makeup products, yeah. and all the proceeds. You, you basically you watch the video, the YouTube video, and all the proceeds goes to Black Lives Matter, which I thought was amazing. Or because you know, all you have to do is swatch it. Um, but it was really interesting. She was using so many products, and she's white, so she's white, but using black products. It's just a really interesting tutorial, and that that might. Could you send us the link, please, to that? Don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's it. Does your um your partner who you were doing that sitcom with? Does she yeah. have a, a makeup artist now or? No, she doesn't. How did that conversation go down and like what sort of came from it? Like, how do you mean? Sorry. 
So like you said, you kicked off at that particular time when she was looked grey. How'd it go down? Um, um, so uh, Verona just had to tell her what numbers she used, what makeup she used. But also just going back on that, actually, all makeup artists ask, have, you know, they ask, have you got any allergies? Are you, are you sensitive to anything? Blah, blah. You should just go, what numbers do you usually use? They do it's ask me. I've had that the And then sort it out or yeah they they sorted it out um so verona ended up just bringing in her own sort of bases yeah um and yeah but it was yeah i just yeah. It, it was but it was we, happened like a week before then it would have been the same outcome wouldn't it it would have just not been an issue say that again they okay. could, have, could have just had that conversation a week before rather than at the time of the yeah, yeah. okay simple you, you wouldn't have even, but the thing is, it also it wasted two hours of her time oh, yeah. just getting grayed up. Like <laughs> I was fuming, I was absolutely fuming. But she was just like, No, 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 it's fine. I was like, No, it's not chopping fine. We're going <laughs> to bloody sort this out. But you know, we laugh, but isn't that's also that's saying a hell of a lot that the black person didn't feel that they could just stick up for themselves. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I don't yeah. want you talking to me. That's no, I'm, no, I'm being quite, be quite funny. I don't want anybody else in my workplace where I'm there and I'm employed to do something talking on behalf of me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I know it's that, and that's not at you. It's about, I feel like that's a real shame that like, because if you've been working for years and if you're experienced and if something mm. isn't right, you should be able to go up and talk yeah. to that person and say, actually, I'm not happy and not be... And not, not feel that you're cowered into a corner and not being able to say anything. You know, we're actors, we're professionals, you know. Yeah. Be able to say, if I don't look right, I should be able to put my, open my mouth and say, actually, this isn't right, whatever reason, and I don't need my, my co-actor going up and talking for me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, the, and, and just, it wasn't like, no, sit back, Verona, I'll take this, you know what I mean? It was, it was also because I was next in the chair getting my makeup done by her, and I saw that, and I was like, bloody hell, what am I going to look like? You know what I mean? So yeah. I was just like, we have to say something here because it's not right. Yeah. It's not right. Like, you, I don't know, I just... I think... It was, I agree with what you're saying, Ash. It does sound... It does feel like Verona maybe felt she couldn't, for whatever say as well. Yeah, but because I, th I do think now going forward, it should be that you, whoever you are, should be able to, like you said, as a professional, be able to voice your opinion without already being judged about what's going to come out of your mouth because of how you look. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll ask Verona if she can come on to one of these, and oh, yeah. we'll, we'll get we'll get her um, kind of uh, her side of it. Amazing. But yeah. So that is it, a disease of our profession, though. If you stick up for yourself, then you're being aggressive. If you, and quite often, if you stick up for somebody else, then you're being aggressive. When actually, we're artists and we're protecting our brand, and it is our brand. And like I said before, it's you on that. It's you. It is you on screen, and everybody yeah. judges you. You're the person that gets cancelled. You're the person that people judge how you look. No, nobody else. But unfortunately, I think it is. It is a disease of our industry that the person that 
I think Paul Ewing, who was actually a black guy, who was a presenter with me on CBeebies, and one day he said, you know, you think that we're the face of this channel. We're not, we're the arse end. Mm. And that stuck with me forever. And now I always think that the actor, we think we're the face, but we're not. We are no, the arse we're not. end. <laughs> Go on, Ash. Let's round it up. Round it up today. Going back to to, to Rachel Adderdayji, had she have felt like Verona, who was sat in that makeup chair and feeling a bit awkward to say anything, had Rachel Adderdayji um, been felt that she could talk and she could say whatever she wanted to say, then it wouldn't have been this whole big blow up where they're getting slated all over social mm -hmm. media. Cast are getting into arguments, people are getting suspended, I think people have been sacked, all of these different things. If they'd have just dealt with this in a healthy way along the line, you know, where Donna didn't feel that she, you know, was going to have to sort of go, and I know what you were saying about yours, Don, but like at Hollyoaks, there have been situations with her white actors as well where they'd had to sort of say and stick up for her and say, actually, that's not right. But if we'd have dealt with all these things in a really cool, calm, Adrian's so good at being cool and calm, I wish I was more like it, but like being really <laughs> professional and really, then there wouldn't be this blow up. And I feel like that's where we should round it up today. Yeah, okay. 100%. Deal with it at the time. Let's, you know what I mean, in a really healthy way. I don't need my mate sticking up for me. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. don't need my actor sticking up for me. I, don't I think there was a point where we did need it, though, right? Yeah. And well, I feel I mean, like we should be saying from now on, let's try. Yeah. Let's oh, my God, in. we need the allies. <laughs> oh, my God, that's the thing. We've been in workplaces where I need Donna. Yes. Oh, my God, I yeah. need Donna 100. But going forward. But and going forward, what we do is we question it. Remember, we, we dropped yeah. that last week, but it's that it goes back to the same the, the title of this show, isn't it? If at any point we just there's no malice, no hate, we just question it yeah. and go, is that the right colour for me? That's it. Or do you there's think the right, there's a right way to say things just without yeah. coming across aggressive? Yeah. You know, baby cakes. I don't know about this. Oh, I feel a bit <laughs> weird. You know, <laughs> be aggressive. It's it's just it's a two way thing. You're all working as a team, and 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 that's the thing. But just don't have that fear. Don't hold back if you feel and look like a bag of shit. But also, <laughs> but also just and... to end up, sometimes, you know, if it's bloody, if you've been up since five and you're not feeling great and you sit in a chair and somebody makes you look like a bag yeah. of shit, it's quite hard not to be aggressive. I'm on five. I'm on five. That is a starter for next week. Right, love you guys. Let's wait. Let's wait. Bye. 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 B